Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy! We talking about Twitter. Triple joy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy! Never give up on the Steelers. We will not go gently. We will unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because uh, that's what's required. We mock ourselves. It's the final what Jin's talking about for 2022. And... If you're just as the first time you're joining us, then you're about to experience uh, what we like to call, I don't know what I, I don't know. Sometimes I've called it not a Steelers fan podcast. <laughs> I uh, I like to say, I, I don't like to say it's a pro Steelers podcast. It's what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. Uh, one last go round in 2022, although still some mm-hmm. still some time in in hell unleashing season. I guess still in the oh, thick absolutely. of absolutely. It it gets longer and longer every year. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm Kyle Kreis, uh in sunny Southern California. Uh, Greg Benevent is in the 412. Oh yes, where it is uh, technically sunny and nothing else. There's evidence of a sun. 
it, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, not that I've been outside long enough to experience it, but uh, the windows have let me know. The sun also rises in Pittsburgh. It just doesn't necessarily reach uh, reach it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The sun goes up. It just doesn't make anything hot. But, yeah, it's definitely, like, technically there. It's kind of like uh, my Toyota Matrix. It's uh, <laughs> I can tell the temperature is is hot because my warning light is on. Yet somehow my hands are are frigid in the in the chilly fifty three degree Los Angeles weather. Oh man, yes, it, and that's something I've learned out here. Is just out here, it's like ten, it's like twenty degrees, but with humidity, it definitely feels like forty in LA. It's an LA forty. Hey, I'm in, in Pittsburgh. I'm a seven, but in in LA forty. Okay, that's a that's just bad. Uh, that's an inside joke for those who don't like bad jokes. Um. Anyway, uh, yes. you know, I think it's you know it, we're it's it's uh, it's hell unleashing season still. It's mm-hmm. still uh, there. There's still hope alive. There's still one last chance in 2022, um, and may, and quite and maybe and maybe the gift one a, a late Christmas gift, um, and maybe and maybe the last hot take of 2022. <laughs> Let's get to the tweets mm-hmm. at renegade adam adam Steele. oh my god is this the worst pony tweet of all time um, on the sixth day of christmas <laughs> we've got andrew filipponi this is in the wake of the steelers win i guess the uh, the nfl film crew mm-hmm. uh was you know had the had the hot mic on on tomlin mm-hmm. throughout much of the game and uh, let's see, we got the tweet from at the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. I've watched this video about a dozen times. It's crazy seeing Molette push Tomlin after the Sutton pick. I know that it's a natural celebratory reaction, but imagine a Patriot doing that to Belichick or a Chief with Andy Reid. Watch, so you know, in the maybe the highlight of the season, we've reached the, the we've reached the pinnacle of the season. Only Andrew Filipponi is able to find controversy in that the uh, you know there. It, it, I don't know. Is he implying that Tomlin has kind of lost the locker room or has doesn't have the respect of his players because they treat him as a peer on the sidelines? What's what, what's he what's he trying to say with this uh, odd odd lang zang i mean I, I that's as good a guess as any i mean the first things off the top of my head is that all we're really competing for are the worst pony tweet of all time so far i mean that's just a real <laughs> so end far. to that yeah that's gonna be and the other point of it is that you know i i i read this and i laughed and it, largely because like this reminded me of even better times i mean this seems like the kind of tweet that you would have seen in like a 13 and three season, like when the team was really good and you were just desperate to find anything negative about it. It um, that's what this is. I mean, it, it, okay. I, 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 I mean, I can't speak to the Patriots and Belichick, although I imagine at some point someone has, uh, one of the players has touched Belichick's body in a familiar way after <laughs> a good play. But I, I mean, but I did see, cause you know, when I'm here staying with my mother and aunt, I see a lot more of other teams and national media than I do when I'm in Los Angeles. And I, you know, I did see the chiefs players give a uh, re- that box with a cheeseburger in it and that seemed way more disrespectful than uh, <laughs> uh, tapping somebody's body to say hey we made a great play we're gonna win right i've seen andy reed drawing mustaches on all his players he has 
he has these this this relationship. Uh, you know, it's not just Tomlin, um, right? But you know, this you're right. This was a, this was like an AFC Championship level troll tweet. You know, is this yes. not a not a seven and eight team tweet? Um, <laughs> But, you know, it just, I don't know. I think, and everyone was fired up about it because it just shows, yeah. it, once again, it just shows, you know, Tomlin being a leader of men and that he gets these players, you know, and he said it himself, you know. I've had really intimate relationships with individuals at that position. <laughs> He's intimate with these guys in, the, in these positions. Right. Um, and I, I don't know. I thought, I, 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 the only thing I could say is I thought it was a little, you know, Tomlin kept saying, like, this is a grow, this is a grow up moment. This is a grow up moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, haven't we had a a couple of those already this season. Haven't we already been down in the fourth and needed a grow up moment? Like what you know, what was special? Oh, I, 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 I know I agree with you. The only thing, I mean, it's it's. I I assume he was saying that because he he seemed to be in a different kind of mood. Depend. I mean, I've only seen the same sideline clips as everyone else, but he seemed to be in a different kind of mood maybe than some of the other games. There are all the comments about the grow up quit quip, and of course that wonderful thing that sound like it, almost stream of consciousness that I could be wearing my steel-toed shoes and working in Newport News. I mean, that was like, you know, uh, uh, starting to see other roads less traveled during the middle of the game. I mean, that was, uh, I, I thought that was just wonderful. It's, um, I don't know. The only thing I can figure out at the grow-up moment is, I mean, it is technically the first time they won a game where they didn't score first this season. I doubt yeah. that's what he was specifically talking about, but I mean, it's, they've certainly come back. They've certainly, you know, won games where it did not look good at times or if you know where the offense struggled or the defense struggled and they came together as a team to get it done when they had to i mean maybe that's what he meant i don't know then again it could also be he was standing out in the cold that no person should be for more than three hours <laughs> and it worked out that he just said something that uh, uh you know real stream of consciousness that's what i wonder was it was he playing to the cameras did he i mean he knew he was mic'd up or was he just <laughs> like you know like i could have been getting paid 12 bucks an hour doing this you know like <laughs> Standing out here in the cold. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, each time you catch some of this inside the NFL stuff with him, these sideline things, he says something unique and it's on a long enough timeline. You just have to kind of think, well, maybe that's the way he is. I mean, I know you and I have talked about that during the duck year when Deontay returned that, you know, punt for the touchdown in Arizona and he kept yelling at people hand and foot on grass, <laughs> like which sounded like some kind of code. I, I, I mean, it's, I wonder if that's just kind of the way he communicates during these games. Um, and you know, so in the, in the people who are like, you know, fire talk, you know, fire talk, it's just like, this is just more, more evidence. And, and I don't know if you watched uh, the, you, you probably didn't cause you were in this stadium, but Rich Eisen mm -hmm. was just like going on and on about, man, we came to the meetings and he was talking this and that it's like <laughs> everybody outside of your uncle's living room or man cave basement <laughs> loves Mike Tomlin. So, um, uh, let's, uh, let's, you know, there, let's, we might not ever be able to talk about this ever again. Let's talk playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> At Steelers Oz, Steelers Nation Australia, Pittsburgh Steeler playoff path. It's this simple now. Week 17, mm -hmm. Steelers beat Ravens, Seahawks beat Jets, Pats beat Dolphins. Do we even need to go to eight? That should be it. But then week 18, Steelers beat Browns, <laughs> Bills beat Pats, Jets beat Dolphins. I know it's a six-step, uh, you know, puzzle, but it it, it, mm -hmm. it seems it seems uh, makeable. I don't know. Oh, no, it definitely does, particularly much more so makeable than, like, say what? Uh, 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 a 1-15 one team winning when they're a 14-point underdog at home. <laughs>
right? You t- I, you're talking about Colts Jags last year. Yeah, I'm talking about Colts Jags last year. Yes, it, um, that was and, and that was as bizarre a game as anything. I mean, it's it's you know, I mean, okay, some of these seem tough, but I mean, none of them seem impossible. Which again, you know, every game is different. But just just the fact, I'm just glad we get to talk about this. How great is that? <laughs> who like, who? I mean, you know, who would have thought? I not. Uh, not, not I said the goat. Um, right, and I just, I just on that, I, it was something I was thinking when I left the game. And look, I'm going to be honest, we did not stay the whole thing. I mean, it's, oh, no. it's my mother had to point out I was shivering uncontrollably because I certainly couldn't feel it. But I, I did want to say that, like, it, it hit me, you know, later on in that game. And if you're wanting all that, like, it's how on earth, if you're even kind of connected to this, can you possibly advocate for tanking? Like oh, the way yeah. that it just ruins everything. I mean, it, it's to be like it'd be better to lose these than to win them. I mean, what what are you following this for if that's the case? So you uh, you didn't make it through the the game, but hey, at least uh, you know at least you didn't. Uh, he didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great place to begin, right? Kept it uh, <laughs> wasn't that cold. <laughs> no, and if I had done that, I too would have frozen to my leg. Like I think that was the main reason I didn't. But yeah. Uh, all right, let's go back to the playoffs at. At J Round 32, Josh Roundtree from 93.7, the so-called fan. With Miami's loss to Green Bay, Steelers' chance of making the playoff doubles from 2% to 4%. Just a week ago, we were talking about 0.2%. Now mm-hmm. we, we're, so we've we've had a 20-fold increase. Although I think with with uh, the Chargers clinching, that actually dropped that back down to two. But still, we're talking a 10-fold right. increase of playoff hopes. Not not I don't think certainly not uh, not not since at least. Last year, if we had that, if we had that kind of hope. <laughs> I mean, just imagine how happy you'd be if that was a stock you own. Yes, I want to say it was even higher than four up until the, in some places until the Chargers clinch, because apparently not everyone has the same percentages of playoff makeability. I, I, I don't know. I guess we're going off of 538s versus uh, someone else's. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yes, it's, it's again, it, it, when this team was, what, two and six, it feels like there was a lot less than 0.2% chance they would make the Play. There's different statistics out there. I love it. You know, depending on who you follow, there's different analytics. You might have a three percent chance. You might have a point three. Hey, and if you're listening to me, I say we've got. I'll say it's a fifty. I'll go as high as fifty percent. I'll go that high. Take my odds. <laughs> They'll make the playoffs or they won't. Yeah, there you chance. go. They will or they won't. Um, all right. Okay, we can't talk too much playoffs because we still right. we've still got to we've still got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, even in the in the I don't know if it's you call it the best win of the season, but uh, certainly a gutsy December Gotta win. Gotta be up there. Uh, even in the face of a win, there's still Canada blame to get to. Let's start with at Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee, uh, he's got Steve Smith Senior on on the show. Uh, Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach. But I think Matt Canada leaves a lot to be desired on the offensive side of the ball. So that he was this he wasn't just he was at the game doing the mm-hmm. pre and post game. He said it yeah. after uh the post game there, and then he came back to Matt to Pat McAfee the next day and said it again. He's got big problems with Matt Canada, uh, like all of Steeler Nation. Let's see, what does Steve what does Steve really have to say here? Let's get to the Nope, let's not get to hold on. Steve Smith <laughs> was on the Pat McAfee show. Let's see, actually hear his comments. Uh please, Mr. Computer. 
the, the ghost or the end around jet sweep. It was an outstanding what? play. What? But you got to have some of those plays as well throughout the game what? Uh, to be able to kind of, you don't, you don't always want to go down to the wire. Okay. First off, he, he, so he, he loved the, the jet sweep. He loved the Matt no, Canada absolutely. signature play. He just wants more of it. That's his complaint. He did. He was mad that he waited till the fourth quarter to the end of the, to the game's clinching drive there. He wants more jet sweeps. He wants more, uh, shovel passes to Zach Gentry. He wants more, mm. uh, end arounds to, uh, Gunner. O. <laughs> I mean, is that what he's saying there? I, I I mean I I don't know I have no I I assume what I mean I don't know if that's what he's saying I took it to mean like he wanted uh, uh, the game not to come down to the very last drive which you know him and uh, everyone else it um it, it does strike me that throughout this you know having heard Steve Smith now more in the last four days than I have in the prior four years it, that that we'll never have to worry about the Steelers having a situation like the Ravens with Rod Woodson where you know the Steelers take a Ravens great and make him part of the <laughs> broadcasting team but um. But yeah, I I I don't. I, I mean, I I cert. I, I guess I would be surprised at this point if, if Canada comes back next year. But I don't know if that's just me giving into just you know just being worn down by this constant media uh, drumbeat. It um I I don't know. It, uh, it, it I mean I certainly it seems that you know the offense could improve, but they have been improving. It feels to me that Steve Smith's criticism, you know, because he's mm -hmm. like, oh, it's Saturday-ish, it's college football. But then he's talking, but then, so I guess he's like, well, you know, it's, um, it's, you know, it's not real football. It's not, you know, these aren't real concepts. But yet he wants more of these kind of deception and these sweeps and stuff. And I'm thinking, isn't that what makes it Saturday-ish it is, is exactly what he wants to see more of? I don't know. I think his criticism is... Um, I would say it's from someone who maybe only watched uh, four games for, you know, four days of Steeler games and prep to this uh, Christmas Eve broadcast. Oh, certainly. And I, I, I would be surprised if that wasn't the case. I mean, I, I can't imagine Steve Smith has to watch a lot of Steelers first job. I mean, I, I've never been, you know, and it's not something I'm qualified to speak on. So, of course, I'm going to talk about it is what necessarily makes the Canada's playbook college or high school ish. I, I mean, I, cause I only, again, it's something where I only know what I'm told. It's not something that I'm going to be able to pick up on to see. I've been told it's the routes. I've been told it's the concepts. I've been told it's, you know, these multiple things. I mean, I, I can certainly say the results aren't, you know, is what you would hope, but I can also say this team has been getting better. It seems. We can't verify that that's true, but it certainly sounds right. That sound that sounds right, right to me. I think it sounds like they're mm -hmm. yeah. I think you got it right. Well, let's get okay, to good. Let's let's get to the uh, let's go back to the uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas at the Pony <laughs> Express. Andrew Filipponi, tremendous Steeler insider Ray Filipaldo on ninety three mm -hmm. seven The Fan speaks on Matt Canada I fully expect a change to be made at the end of the season the players know the people inside the building know so wow wow not since Pickett to Pickens have we seen this connection pony Filipponi to to Fittipaldo um <laughs> the players know everyone in the building knows Matt Canada is gone does Matt Canada know is he is he uh are we gonna like is is it what on a scale of one to ten, with one being this is uh, complete fake news, ten being this is absolute truth. Where do you fall on Ray Fittipaldo's Matt Canada claims? 
Ah, I mean, it's it's I keep coming back to that 50 percent thing that you talked about a minute ago. It, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't have you know, I'm trying to remember and I can't specifically I, I feel like there was a lot of this kind of narrative last year around the offensive line coach. <laughs> and we thought like, ah, this is all fake news kind of. T-. And it, we mentioned multiple times like, ah, you know, they're not taking responsibilities for him. They're listening to him. And then the dude bolted for like Oregon. Like like midway through hell unleashing season, right about now. So I can't, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so I can't dismiss it entirely out of hand. It um, it feels this is it feels like, and I think this is the reason this registered for both you and I. This feels like this is the mo- this the the and, and please correct me if I'm wrong here. This is the most definitive anyone as potentially connected as you know the head uh, uh, Steelers writer for the Post Gazette has been about this. Yeah, no, I think that's you're absolutely right there. Um, this is like the most definitive. Yeah, it's been, and so good. I, you know, if you want to put your, if you want to put your uh, gabagool out on the line there, mm-hmm. and you're right, then you get the credit. But if you're wrong, if Matt Canada comes back, if Kenny Pickett uh, gives full confidence in Matt Canada, then. Uh, this this I think is a credibility killer. I don't want to hear anything from the fan. I don't want to hear anything about Matt Canada after this. Well, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't want to hear it from Rayfield Pauly if he comes back. If Canada is retained, I mean, it's the easy out. And it occurred to me just as you were speaking, is it happens to be like, oh well, well they played really great in those last two games, you know, the Ravens and Browns to do that. But and, and, and then I thought, well, geez. Would that really still be Canada, uh, his, you know, coming back next year, still be in doubt at this late date? But then I thought again, how does Tomlin view these things? Tomlin is always about win the next week. How can we win the next game? So, of course, it's entirely possible we're at the point where Tomlin genuinely has not made up his mind for next year, just because he is still focusing on what happens next. That's a good point. You know, he probably hasn't had a sit down with, um, with uh, Omar Khan, it's about certain, you know, about big picture s- things. They probably week to he week said, look back. you know, we've got to get a guy for the squad this week. We've got to get a, you know, we've got to elevate a guy uh, this week. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a guy going on IR. You're right. It's probably, you know, who's who do we have now? And then there'll be time. There'll be like a weekend to digest that right. before. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. And, that's, and again, we know that because that's what Tomlin literally tells us. Like, I mean, whatever subterfuge and deception the man uses, I kind of take him at his word there. So under that under that uh, assumption, how can the players know, you know, the people inside the building know? It, you know, it's, it sounds like it's already a writing on the wall. They've already padded backs. They've already given their, uh, you know, they've already cleaned out their desks and getting ready for the offseason. Well, I mean, that's one that, I mean, is, you know, that's not impossible that that has happened and that... You know, I, I, I would assume that if that were the case, then like, how do I want to word this? Then I would assume the play calling isn't uh, uh, definitive from Canada as in like there's other voices involved. Maybe some responsibilities have been taken back. I mean, I just know that because once I was listening to a few months ago, the Ramon Foster show where he was talking about, I forget when someone was going to be fired and he talks about how they did all know it. And like, that's sort of how 
the players knew it is they were told like, hey, you don't have to listen to that guy as much anymore. Here's other people, you know, other voices you can listen to. Here's, you know, you can see responsibilities as they trickle down to you. So, I mean, this isn't impossible. I mean, I I, I don't mean to dismiss it out of hand because, again, this is, you know, Steelers writer for the Post-Gazette. There's there's few people in the media that are going to be as connected as this. We can't speculate. Well, I, we're going to speculate for a little bit. We're going to recollate at least um, for another two weeks for sure. Yeah, one last, you know, the the gift that keeps on giving. One last thing from Grinch Filipponi at the Pony Express. I would fire Matt Canada and hire Nathaniel Hackett as Steelers offensive coordinator in a heartbeat. He was with the Jags in 17. They scored 45 points on the Steelers, uh, yada, yada, yada. So, the you know, the worst, maybe, you know, one of the worst head coaches in NFL history as far as, you know, tenure, didn't finish a whole season. But let's bring him in to, to, to spark our offense. Well, how could we hire Nathaniel Hackett? We already hired Frank Reich when he was fired a few <laughs> oh, weeks ago right. for the Colts. Yeah. I mean, it's it's again, if, if Canada is let go, I would hope that what does happen is like we vet this guy uh, 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 like he's going to be the candidate for a major national political party. Like it's let's go. <laughs> let's have interviews. Let's have campaigns. Let's have bring in as many different people. as And maybe this guy is the guy. Maybe Reich is the guy. I mean, it's, you know, uh, uh, LeBeau was a terrible head coach. He was absolutely awful. But boy, the guy knew defense. And maybe there's people like that. I I, I would imagine, you know, just having seen Tomlin for a while, that head coach is perhaps, if not administrative, then there's a different level of human connection and interaction and management that maybe the coordinator doesn't necessarily have to deal with. So it, it could be that it's different skill sets or different folks. But um, but yeah, if 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 Canada has gotten rid of, let's have uh, uh, the most thorough, uh, uh, detailed, multiple interviews, not just looking at resumes uh, we've had yet. Yeah, if it was up to Filipponi, we'd have Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator, uh, Frank Wright is in the office, uh, you know, Rod Woodson is uh, defensive coordinator, and like the hologram of Franco is head coach or something. You right, know, these, yes, yeah. exactly, and Todd Haley is also somehow involved. Like Todd Haley is in there. And, oh, and Munchak yeah. is in the building, of course. Right, if, yeah, Munchak's you know. still around, and, and this time we let him bring his daughter and her kids into the office <laughs> just so he can be around them. All right, we've got to... Uh, uh, we've got to hit the break. We've got a lot coming up in the second half. We haven't talked Kenny at all. This was a we haven't talked oh, quarterbacks. Man. We haven't talked defense. One of the uh, defensive highlight. We haven't talked Franco. You were at the game, so we got we got to get uh, your perspective because uh, you know if you were watching at home, you might be upset because they went to heaven forbid they went to commercial. A, bi- a billion dollar <laughs> company went to commercial on a billion dollar network. Um, all right, we will be back. In a minute, not even a minute, I would say half of a minute. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, it's the second half of the final 2022. One last chance at hot takes before (laughs) our new year's resolutions and we come out different more positive fans boy i hope uh ready to for the to close out the season for the you know that big browns game we're all going to be uh in a new (laughs) new land of steeler positivity psych Mm -hmm. let's get to the tweets we haven't talked we haven't talked kenny at all at a saunders underscore pgh alan saunders Kenny probably played his worst game until that drive, last drive of the game, of course, and then he did that. You can question a lot about him, but not his makeup. I see. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, what matters more? You know, if we've said this with Ben all the time. Yeah, we've played three crappy quarters, but hey, we won it in the fourth. That's all that matters. If we're going to give Ben that kind of uh, leeway, we got to give Kenny too. If he's he, you know played a crappy game but came through and in the fourth. I agree with that 100%. And I'll also piggyback on top of it. I mean, it's it's supposed to comparing Kenny to Ben, compare him to the other quarterback who was out there, who far more experienced <laughs> and heralded than he outplayed that guy. Yeah, right. The guy who torched us a season ago um, right. for like 300 and some yards. And I don't think mm-hmm. they put together, uh, you know, did they put together? Um, I One mean, it was, great drive at the very beginning, and that was it. And that was it. So, um all right, yeah, let's move on. How about <laughs> at your under arrest, Dane? I don't know if I believe Pickett called the plays on the game-winning drive. I know what he said in the press conference. So th- this was a little bit of the narrative after the game because um, I guess, you know, some reporter asked Pickin, asked Pickett, no, as pick as George Pickens. It was Pickens, yeah. And he said that Kenny called the plays on the last drive, and then they asked Kenny about it, and he's kind of saying he, he he relayed the play. You know, uh, I don't no. think he was actually out there Peyton Manning on that drive. I think he was no. kind of just saying, you know, uh, thirty-two circle option, whatever. Yes, I, I agree with that hundred percent. I mean, I think it was, I, I think this was kind of a miscommunication. Pickens himself had in the press conference or in his press availability, and then he didn't think to go back and clarify it because uh, who cares? So that I think is kind of a big thing. I mean, this, but also too, this is like a big. I, I mean, this is just a roundabout way of attacking Canada, yeah. which is why this has been around. It um, and also too, it it's it's it also well. Now, now that I say that, I kind of it also. I think we can piggyback on this a bit about how Roethlisberger used to do this exact same would would do this in like an, an intentional way where he very much wanted you to know that like yes, they gave me three plays, but I chose this play and it was. The <laughs> play that worked and that you know and Pickett doesn't seem to have that in him at least not in him yet you can keep my tombstone or whatever I'll take the W that's all right I'll take right. The, I'll take the W that's okay mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. let's uh let's get let's look at some of the uh 
stats, I guess. I don't know. At Chris Dokish. Chris Dokish. Mm-hmm. Pickett had a passer rating this week better than Tom Brady, Tua Tagliavilia, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, the great Geno Smith, and even Russell Wilson. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We don't have a CPO score or an A dot this week, but. I guess you know those are pretty good comps there. Oh, certainly, and it's 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 um and also like they're um you know a lot of those guys with the exception of Tua and Josh are of and Derek I guess are of that prior generation. But I mean it's 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 you know I, it, to me this reads like and another tweet I think you have coming up here in a moment <laughs> shows just not just how difficult this is but what a fine line there is to use the cowerism between being a good quarterback and being a not good one exactly um, yeah 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 he's yeah he's better than tom brady but as as at brian cornell 16 points out pittsburgh pirates rant podcast uh kenny pickett rookie quarterback ratings are comparable to danny warfel heath schuler rick meyer achilles smith todd blackledge cade mccown and tim couch how come no one ever posts these comparisons um are you know are we on or do we have the next danny warfel <laughs> i believe it's national champion danny warfel well the you know. did he, and did he, i feel like half of that list by the way went into politics if i remember correctly <laughs> right didn't danny warfel and heath schuler going to office uh, i mean the other part of it as soon as i saw this tweet the first thing i thought of is one i don't think we had qbr the same way then and two boy i will put kenny's wins in his rookie season against any of these guys maybe there's somebody that has uh, uh, more than five or six wins in this lineup, but I strongly doubt it. A few of them I know off the top of my head do not, yeah. such as Couch and Smith. Well, I don't even have to go back and look at the stats to see that. It's um, but yeah, this shows just how difficult this is and how rough it is to be consistent. Um, um, one last, know, yeah, it, no, go, no, go ahead, wrap it up. No, 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 I, oh. that's all I ever had. I mean, it's it's one. I mean, God, I mean, as much as I want to criticize this person, God bless them for going back to find the QB rating or whatever it is of any of these people. I mean, it's it's certainly something I can see bringing up. But man, none of those guys. Uh, I, I, and I think that's this is this. I, I kind of take it to me, and it's something I think I've brought up in prior weeks about how so much of this. Thank God they drafted Kenny when they did. They drafted the quarterback this year, so that you know these are all guys that had their rookie season. I'm sure no one was not that many people were ready to give up on these guys or the guys in the last tweet after their first season. This yeah. is you know this is all about that growth to see where it goes from here in subsequent years is where we define between the guys in the last tweet, the guys in this one. Yeah. Tim couch didn't become Tim couch, his rookie year. It was, uh, it took, it took more than that to become. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it also took the guys around him. You know, everyone forgets that 99 Browns team. They gave them all the picks. Then they draft that big dude from Penn state right ahead of couch too. Like it's, they had all those guys and none of them. It wasn't just Tim couch that made that team bad. I mean, he wasn't great, but the rest of those guys too were the problem. Like, and they're going to have that problem again next year. Ah! (laughs) Okay. Last thing on Kenny, let's get serious about Kenny at at Blitzburg Mm -hmm. Blitzburg. Kenny Pickett gifted his offensive lineman Traeger grills for Christmas. Um, you know, he's mm. only a rookie, so he doesn't have the big bucks. But, you know, these grills, uh, I, you know, I looked him up online and, and 
you know, they could wait. The, 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 the low end ones are like 600 to 1,000, but they have the high end models go all the way up to 3,500 and 3,800. How, what, where do you think Kenny went on the Traeger Grill Christmas gift? Well, I mean, it's the, I, I know nothing about playing and paying a lot of money for grills, but actually through my day job, I do know a little bit about uh, a, a high end grilling components okay. and, and, and these pellet okay. grill, these pellet grills. Man, I don't know. I mean, not to totally drill this podcast. They are so much different than what I ever thought a grill would be. I mean, a lot of these things are essentially like nice ovens that you put outside and you can like cook things in that you would never like actually grill. So it uh, so I think this is actually like a, a really nice, really usable gift that it's not just like. Uh, 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 I mean, Ben in the suits is legendary, but this is something these guys are going to be able to use all year round. They're going to be able to use it for training. They're going to be able to use it for fun. I mean, this is an expensive and thoughtful gift. Uh, you know, I bet he, you couldn't go lower than you couldn't go lower than the two thousand dollar model, right? You can't give you can't no. gift the you can't gift the six hundred dollar grill. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, people like uh, J.C. Hassenhauer, professional chef on TikTok. <laughs> He, you know, he knows a thing about grilling. You got to give him at least the two, the two thousand dollar model. Well, and that and you're a hundred percent right. And I'll piggyback on top of that too. You want to give these guys the bigger grill just because, frankly, they're they're bigger guys. I mean, everybody exactly cooking right. a lot of food on that, like in one mass thing. You're not giving them the small. Uh, you know, you want to. And a lot of these guys are young. You're going to be protecting it for years and years. I'd be surprised if it was. If it, if it was, I would assume if it was only the 3500 model. That's because it it has some feature that maybe the 3800 model doesn't. Yeah, you you're, you're right. You got to get that Max Stark serving size um, <laughs> out there. A lot of these have Wi-Fi. Things are crazy. Some of these grills, it really is. A Wi-Fi like, grill, okay, all right. Well, you can check that way. You can check the temperature on your phone. You don't have to stand right there. You can be like watching TV or on the other side of the yard, like doing, you know, watching it. tape. I'm watching the Ravens tape. Hopefully. <laughs> all right, let's talk. We we've been avoiding defense a couple of weeks here. Let's okay. let's get into the defense because okay, we, do we go? I think we do. There we go. At <laughs> R seven underscore why not me. Pittsburgh strong. This interception will be talked about for years. Cam Sutton inter intercepts Derek Carr at the 32-yard line to seal the victory. So it wasn't just a game-clinching play. It, it happened. Well, you know, he went down at the 32 uh, on Franco's <laughs> night. You know, did it did it feel like uh, in the moment, did it feel like that this was a, a, a special moment there? Well, it felt like a special moment because it closed out this game. I mean, I, I, the yardage marker of it uh, isn't necessarily. I mean, it's, you know, on the tape, the guy looks open and maybe a perfect throw gets there. But uh, by that same token, I mean, the last perfect throw Carr made was the one for the touchdown back when he hadn't been standing out in that vortex yeah. for three hours. So I, I think that's as special as anything else is that Sutton was still able to be in the right place and make that play. One quarterback was able to make precise throws when they had to, and the other one was uh, throwing towards historically representative uh, yardage markers as opposed to his own receivers. Everybody else gets a little tight. Yeah, that's right. Everyone, you know, but uh, Cam stayed in there. Um, and mm -hmm. if you watched that, again, going back to the NFL Films 
uh, mic'd up thing, it kind of like sounded like Tomlin was uh, teaching that a little. He was like, see, you you kind of bait them over the middle and then you go and get it. Uh, he, I, I think that's what he said, something like that. So it sounded like mm -hmm. that was maybe part of the scheme, uh, Tomlin haters. Sounded like there was a little bit more to it than just uh, great athleticism, which it was. Uh, you know, I'm not taking anything away from KM on that. Certainly. It's, again, it's easy to say, okay, he's, he's, the guy was open and a perfect throw would have gotten there. And sure, that's true. But again, you have to be able to make the perfect throw in those circumstances. And as defense is always going to involve a bit of gambling, that seemed like a pretty reasonable gamble to make. And then in the aftermath of the interception... <laughs> At Matthew Black, B13, Steel City Guy 412. Who was that that came off the bench? I don't know, but they should be gone tonight. Um, it, you know, it wasn't just, it was Terrell Edmonds, <laughs> but it was also, um, I believe it was also one of the linemen out there. 73, I think, was out there. Uh, oh, so I don't know. Is this you know wow. we we uh, we you know we've we've got on Marcus Allen over penalties. Is, are we going to get on Terrell Edmonds? Is this a, is this a stupid as stupid a penalty as Marcus Allen? No, I mean that's that's because again celebrating with your teammates is something that you've done since the beginning. Going over to yell at the other team's huddle on the other side of the field is not something. You, and Pop Warner like that would have got you grounded, much less a fifteen yard penalty. But um, but no, I I I I I don't I I do think where this was whatever criticism and again this didn't bother me as much in the moment in large part because they win, but also I think a lot of the reason that anyone's criticizing this is that maybe Edmonds or others that ran over there didn't realize in the moment or didn't think to that the Raiders for whatever reason had all three of their timeouts if they'd only had two then it would have just then we wouldn't have needed the Connor Hayward run around thing at uh you know because otherwise they were gonna get the ball back with like two seconds and enough time for a Hail Mary possibly blah 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 but if they had one less timeout then you could have taken all three knees and who cares <laughs> um let's move on to at Oxworld, Oc. Okay. Devontae Adams, when lined up against James Pierre, nine targets, two catches, fifteen yards. You know, I don't. We don't. We don't necessarily consider James Pierre a lockdown corner. Uh, and you, you, and there was one or two that Derek Carr missed to Deontay mm -hmm. Adams. But hey, James Pierre once again, uh, you know, pr you know, worthy of his helmet. Um, with Witherspoon back to practice now, uh, Levi Wallace mm -hmm. appears to be pretty solid in his spot. Uh, this, you know, it's the cornerback room is going to be, I know a lot of people were saying first round corner, first round corner, but I don't know this, the room might be more, more seats filled than, than not. I don't know. Where, where do you fall? Oh, if nothing else, it gets them back to the position you always want them to be in, no matter where they pick to get the best player player available hey if the lockdown corner is the best player there then that's certainly something to look at it's uh, i mean i was struck by listening to tomlin the other day and they were asking about the ravens game and what's going to be different and there was I, I, it's not something you hear tomlin say all the time so it kind of jumped out at me about how i forget exactly how he put it with some of the effect of well we had a bad day and it's and if that can be possible then the opposite can be possible too you can have a good day that doesn't mean you didn't prepare. That doesn't mean that you got lucky. That just means that, you know, things went your way, uh, uh, your efforts were rewarded. And I think that's, you know, whatever problems people may have had with Pierre, and again, coming to the Raiders, thinking of the Raiders, I could always think of that Ruggs guy running away from him last year. No one ever said the guy doesn't work hard or he hasn't given you absolutely everything he has. And in this particular case, he was rewarded. He outplayed one of, you know, one of the game's best receivers. 
uh, no doubt there. How about uh, let's go? Well, let's go to at Pittsburgh Sport Steelers mm-hmm. takeaways. Spillane, low key, also has a real good game today. Was his kind of game? You know, he played every defensive snap. And he wore the green dot. I think this is kind of unreported. If he, uh, he yeah. has, has, I don't know, is this, we'll see, I guess we'll see against the Ravens if this is a, if he's been promoted, if this is an elevation or if this was just a one kind of game situation. But again, talking about uh, next year's room where we don't know what's up with Devin Bush, maybe Spillane uh, is, is already, maybe already uh, putting a lock on his uh, locker. It's entirely possible. I mean, it's, it's, and again, there's, you never want to be hit by Spillane. I'm sure you want to be hit even less in the middle of a polar vortex or whatever it was, but yeah, I mean, this is absolute, you know, and I feel like again, not to just, you know, keep quoting Tomlin, but didn't he specifically uh, point out Spillane for praise? I mean, it's, it's, you know, if Spillane can, could learn to cover better and deal with that sort of thing better then he would become a true complete inside linebacker. And maybe this is part of the one step forward on that match right process wow wouldn't that be uh wouldn't that be interesting if he if he's our you know solution mm-hmm. that you know we really haven't we have, we still haven't really replaced ryan chazier we're still kind of you no. know trying to do that and wouldn't it be interesting if if uh, Splane is the guy after after mm-hmm. some people wanted him cut earlier in the season <laughs> um um I don't know. Is there anything else to get to with that? I don't think the D was good. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe just one. I'll just plug because I'll plug my article that's coming out uh, tomorrow on Behind the Steel Curtain because at BT Steel Curtain, BTSC Steelers, Behind the Steel Curtain, the Steelers have to be the league's worst third and long D. This came after Derek Carr completed like a third and 17. But I went Mm -hmm. and looked up all the third and long conversions from this year and – you know, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll tease it. Go to the website to find out. But Steelers are not the worst third in long D. In fact, maybe the narrative it's time for the narrative to change. And maybe it should be that they're the most disruptive third in long D. I don't know. Uh, uh, go go to the website to to. Didn't I read that they lead the league in interceptions? Didn't I see that the other day? Lead the league so. in interceptions. And I think Minka hey. is also uh, on a um, on a single season mm-hmm. interception thing going on. So, wow. And, you know, we, and we're used to 50 sack seasons, but uh, we may not get that this year. But heck, if we get right. the, if we got all these interceptions, those look just as cool on the highlight reel. <laughs> let's talk. If not more. Let's talk Franco um, at Steeler Nation, Steeler Nation. While the Steelers did it correctly, the NFL completely botched honoring Franco Harris at halftime. So we were watching at home and. Mm-hmm. We got to see the ceremony with Art and the family, but uh, they—I guess—they went to a highlight reel or some kind of like tribute reel, and yeah, it's online. You can find it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I didn't go in online and see it. What did I? What did I miss in stadium? First off, well, it being as cold as it was, did people stick around for it, or were they heading for uh, heading for? You know, icy lights during halftime. Well, I mean, it's icy lights. You're just getting out of the uh, 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 the temperatures. I mean, we actually left before that. I was we didn't even make it to the half. It was wow. I, I couldn't move. I mean, it's 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 I I neither of us could. It was a, we were. I mean, it, maybe if I'd lived in the city for the rest of my life, I, I could have. But there was no way. It was genuinely unhealthy. So I'm proud of anyone that did stay. It uh, I couldn't do it. It um but uh, 
we couldn't do it. What am I talking about? But um, but yeah, I I mean, I can see being upset if you were to sit in this market and watch the game and not get the video. We certainly were at the time, but I mean, I I you know, it's it's the thing about this. This is the NFL. It's not baseball. It's not hockey. It's not basketball. You do not have a local TV affiliate. It is they are always worried about the national audience and not you. And yes, the Steelers have as large uh, fan base base if not the largest uh just by virtue of and if you don't realize you know that's not clear remember we are this game that could mean nothing was flexed into sunday night on new year's day but um but yeah it's 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 i mean do i wish they'd stayed for the entire video sure but um i i, I certainly see the argument from a perspective of show business why they did not Plus, you know, those Sonic commercials are fire. You really want to see what the next frosty flavor or whatever slushy flavor Sonic's going to be. <laughs> well, which, which also drove me nuts in Pittsburgh because I could never find where a Sonic was. Yeah. I mean, and yet we're still we're always still in the advertising market for that. And I'm thinking like, okay, someone is wasting time and money here. Okay. Well, it looks like the band is on the field. Na, 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 na. On Christmas Day, we got to win. Jennifer Franco. Okay. Uh, let's do a little some odds and ends here in the mm -hmm. final two minute drill. Let's start with pulling up the sounds, Kyle. Okay, at Steelers PR Mike Michael Burst. This is actually from a week ago, and I I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't get time to it, and I forgot. But I think this is important. Mike Tomlin mm -hmm. became the seventeenth coach in NFL history to reach one hundred and sixty wins. He accomplished the feat in two hundred and fifty five games, which is the fifth fewest games in league history to reach 160 wins now he has 161 so shula did mm -hmm. it in 219 uh hollis 236 lambeau 243 belichick 254 tomlin mm -hmm. 255 and a lot of these guys are in in an older era only belichick is a modern era guy so only in the modern right. era have two guys got 160 wins and that's uh you know mike tomlin and bill belichick Oh, certainly. And it's, it's, you know, I mean, it, yeah, it just goes again to show just what an incredible, incredible career it's been and how the band really does find ways to win football games. It's impossible to win in the NFL. The hardest thing to do, um, harder than a Rubik's cube. And <laughs> he does it year in and year out. And, you know, and yeah. You know. And it's, and so far again, even if this team does lose out they're what, the worst season in if once every two decades you get a losing season, I think you can live with that. And, yeah, uh, no kidding, right? Let me. Uh, Steeler fans are so spoiled, like, oh, you know, it's been 19 years since a losing season. I give up on this team. Okay. Um, <laughs> at Steelers underscore DB, Derek, don't look now, but Dan Moore Jr. has been balling since the Colts game. In Indianapolis, one sack, one pressure. In Atlanta, two pressures. Um, Baltimore, one pressure. Carolina, zero pressures. Las Vegas, two pressures. That's consistency. Would love to see him finish the rest of the year on a high note. If, um, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, if again, it comes back, we're, we'll talk about that first-round pick again. It's like maybe tackle isn't, uh, isn't the number one priority. Well, it's also, and maybe you can't find 
a tackle good enough at pick 16 or wherever they pick to justify that you know it's um it could be a place of maybe you find uh, uh uh again that you want all these guys to play as well as possible so that they can pick the best player the best player imaginable maybe that is where you go to the defensive line the next generation of that maybe you still go offensive line but you go elsewhere i mean it's it's hopefully uh yeah it's just uh whoever that is that you get at that pick 16 or higher is simply somebody that really can step in right away and improve whatever you know wherever it is you end up needing the guy i think whoever your least favorite stealer has been this season they've shown they've shown they've you know they've uh not regressed they've progressed they've uh they've improved over the season whether it's been you know if we're talking dan moore or whether we're talking um you know, maybe Arthur Molette, uh, or maybe we're talking Levi Wallace. Uh, some of these guys mm-hmm. who were getting grilled throughout the season are starting to come along. Um, Certainly. Oh, yeah. And and it's and no one is always bad. No one is always great. You know, it's this is why it's when the season does end, it's going to become so imperative to find exactly who the best. And again, that gives you the place for best player available. So you're not reaching for something. That's the last thing you ever want. Devin Bush, you know, not not a lot of Devin Bush low lights in the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll give. Let's give the uh, let's give the final word here to at Dino Tomlin. Dino Tomlin, when and why did Giant Eagle change their logo? Have you are you there? Do you see the the Giant Eagle I, logo? I, I've been to the Giant Eagle. I go every other day here because it's right next to my mom's new gym. I uh, I don't. I don't know what it is. Have I seen it? Is it? Uh, I'm curious to look it up on my computer right now. It's, oh, uh, well, it used to be those. It used to just be kind of like uh, block, kind of more block letters, giant eagle with the mm-hmm. red and the white letters. And now it's more of a, um, I don't know what the font. Oh, I'm is not, this the lowercase thing with the little more uh, lowercase on top of it? Yeah, more okay. friendly. You know, it went from giant eagle to now it's more just kind of like giant eagle. We're friendly. Giant we're eagle. like. You yeah, know, it's, it's it's we're like Revco or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the market district was the first step towards and forward in this with the green letters and the uh, 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 the bordering there. But yeah, it um, it, it does seem a little more approachable versus like food here. It's like, please come here to find some nice wares. You know, we had food lands for a while. I was, you know, I don't know if I was a food lane guy, but you know, now I'm a giant eagle. Giant eagles where the only place you could get a green weenie. Giant eagle was the only place you could get. Uh, well, I think it was the only place you could get um, Franco's immaculate marinara. I don't know. Did you? Oh. Uh, if you had any of that? But um, or any of Cam's uh, Cam's trail mix? Have you, have you seen that out in the stores? Or I, I've seen it around. I mean, haven't uh, uh, eating it. Uh, not, yeah. Okay. Um, well, mm-hmm. if you want to bring if you want to bring some back, I'll, I'll take I some. I will look uh, for it. I will look for it. Some Cam's Trail Mix. It's pretty big. It's like a big barrel. It's I don't know. I'll take some Cam's Trail Mix. I'll take some. Uh, I don't know what else is out there. Duck Duck Bird Calls. I don't know. Yeah, we'll make it a Happy New Year. We'll uh, we'll have some Trail Mix. That's right. That's right. Twenty twenty three is here. Uh, You're exactly right. You are right. That's what we've been talking about. That is what we've been talking about. Uh, it's Ravens week. This is going to mm-hmm. be, this could be, you know, this could be it, or this could be even the start of an even greater story. I don't know. Um, right. If you want to keep the conversation going, 
I'll be online somewhere. I'm at Kyle Kreis on most on most medias. Uh, you know, appreciate the tweets about last week's episodes. You know, we've got some real great comments about that, and so I appreciate that there were people listening on Christmas Eve, and that means there might be people listening on New Year's Eve to this show. So, um, <laughs> we salute you. Yes. Uh, where can we find you on social media, Greg? A hundred percent. Yes. Greg Benevent, V as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T, uh, Instagram, Twitter, wherever else. We're coming back in 2023, ready That's for the right. Browns. We're going to avoid. Woo! We're going to avoid the losing record at home. We're going to be positive mm-hmm. in our in our tweets on our uh, in 2023. A new year, new yins. Um, don't boo in the stadium whatever uh, whatever just uh listen to coach you know be the best selves that's gonna be required stay in school okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.